Welcome everyone to the I Heard Your Review Movies podcast for this week. Uh, this week we are doing everything Oscars as the 2021 Oscars is tonight starting at 8 p.m. We're going to go through the nominations. We're going to have some predictions. But first I'm going to review two of the Best Picture nominees this year. And first movie stars Francis McDormand and is the Oscar frontrunner Nomad Land. And the second movie is Sound of Metal, an Amazon original film. And just viewed both of these movies yesterday. So sit back and relax and enjoy the podcast. lucky people that can travel anywhere yes ma'am and they sometimes call you nomads my mom says that you're homeless is that true no i'm not homeless i'm just houseless not the same thing right no my husband worked at the usg mine in empire i was a substitute teacher it is a tough time right now you may want to consider early retirement i need work i like work welcome to badland spa what the nomads are doing is not that different than what the pioneers did. Hey, Fern! I make a whole bigger. <laughs> I think Fern's part of an American tradition. <laughs> my dad used to say, what's remembered lives. I maybe spent too much of my life just remembering. One of the things I love most about this life is that there's no final goodbye. I've met hundreds of people out here, and they don't ever say a final goodbye. They just say, I'll, I'll see you down the road. And I do. I see them again. And I can be certain in my heart. I'll see you. So the first film we're going to talk about on the podcast this week is the heavily favored Best Picture frontrunner Nomadland starring Frances McDormand, directed by Chloe Zhao. And the film is about a woman in her 60s who, after losing everything in the Great Recession, embarked on a journey through the American West living as a van-dwelling modern-day nomad. So to put a little bit of background story behind this movie, the company town of Empire, Nevada, is a real place that this movie uh, has Fran from, or Fern, sorry, has Fern from. 
And this is a place that owned U.S. Gypsum, the company, a mining company. In 2011, U.S. Gypsum closed their mine and subsequently the town with it. Workers and their families were allowed five months of continued residency in their company-owned homes after the closure. The zip code would then later be discontinued as Empire became a ghost town. So this town is very real and is basically a ghost town. You can go to that town today and all the homes are abandoned, all the utilities are cut. It is a ghost town in all aspects of it. So uh, it is based on a novel or, or a book. And, you know, nominated for six Oscars, including Best Picture and Best Director. It is playing on Hulu now if you have a subscription or you can sign up for a seven-day free trial. Uh, it is also playing in theaters uh, and a limited release. And, I, you know, I have some thoughts on this movie. You know, it's a movie that makes you think a lot. Um, and I actually went and researched a little bit more about nomads because this is a group of people that do actually exist in this country that people don't know a lot about. And it is basically people that live off the land. Uh, they very much survive on odd jobs. Uh, a lot of them in this movie work for Amazon, a distribution plant, uh, out in Nevada. And they get paid, you know, every, they get paid every Tuesday and Friday, uh, which is interesting. And, and I learned that from working a little bit of Amazon Flex uh, for a little while, uh, is that Amazon pays twice a week. So, um, but you do still have to have a bank account. You can, they can't just cut you a check. So, so there are some modern day things like cell phones and and other things, Wi-Fi, Internet, that some of these nomads have uh, that they don't really touch upon too much in the movie. One thing that I do like about this movie is it shows the grittiness of how a nomad lives. It's not a glamorous life by any means. There's, there's no public restrooms. There's no, uh, you know, you have to basically, you know, in lack of the better term, shit in the bucket <laughs> uh, and clean up your own mess. Um, but a lot of these people have modified their homes uh, or their vans to convert into homes. Uh, and this is a huge movement now and is starting to become a bigger movement now that we've had the pandemic and we had the Great Recession of 2008 that lasted just about until 2011. Um, so you have a lot more people out there, uh, looking for alternative lifestyles. And this is one that doesn't paint a rosy picture of it. I can tell you it's a hard, it's hard living. Uh, you're going from place to place, trying to find a place that will allow you to set up for a few days to maybe a week. And then you're just bouncing from place to place. And a lot of these places charge for you to be on their land. So you have to move and you have to find places for free. And it is, it is a very brutal struggling life. Um, you know, but Fern is, uh, an interesting character. Francis McDormand's play a lot of interesting characters in her career. 
this is by no means any any different from any of the other ones that she's um, that she's done in the past. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's such a gritty. It's, it's a sad movie. It's a really depressing movie. You feel really bad for for uh, for Fern because you know she's lost her husband. Her husband died during the Great Recession when they were kicked out of their home. Um, you know, the life that she once knew is no longer there. And one thing that I did take away from this that I 100% agree with is the American dream is, is a joke. At least in this day and age, the American dream that everybody imagines is just really not attainable right now. And it's one that you need to work very, very hard to get to and attain. And right now we're in this political climate where people are sitting on their asses and collecting unemployment for doing no work. And they're actually making more money at home than they would if they were in a job. But that's a political statement for another time. This movie definitely strays away from the political aspect of all of this, which, you know, I understand you don't want to offend anybody and you're trying to, to keep on the straight and narrow and have people make the, the assumptions and decisions for themselves. But I, I, I can tell you, you know, I'll be brutally honest here. How is this the front runner right now? I mean, it's a, it's a very well-made movie. Cinematography should win which we'll talk about predictions later in the show. But this movie just, to me, you know, a Best Picture Oscar winner kind of checks all the boxes off. And this one just doesn't do it for me. You know, it's very, very sad. And there are some aspects of Nomad Life that are not ever, not even touched upon in this film. There are, there are places that are very violent. There are assaults, robberies, uh, you know, people have died in these camps. Um, the nomad population, especially up in Nevada and in Arizona, have some of the highest suicide rates in the country. They don't even dwell on that in this movie. But I do applaud uh, Chloe Zhao for not glamorizing this life because there is no glamour to it these are people merely surviving uh, on what they have and really this country's got a lot of growing up to do um, and a lot of changes to retirement policies and all these other things and again that's a story for another time but to me Nomadland is a very good movie beautifully shot but I don't see it as the best picture winner. Uh, I, I just, in my mind, it just isn't there. But it will win several awards tonight. I'm sure Chloe Zhao is the heavy favorite to win best director for this film. But I just, I don't see this winning best picture, at least at this point. Nomadland, I give three stars out of four. It is available again on Hulu and at your local theater for a limited release. You sound great.
Yeah, right. Wait, you told me you weren't feeling it? You were in it. We don't need to, we don't need to put them all out. I know, but we have to get Hearing is deteriorating rapidly. We'll come back. Till then, Lou, we just keep going, okay? No. Lou, no. let's play tomorrow and see what it's like, okay? I'm gonna be like a click track. You can play to me. You have to understand your first responsibility is to preserve the hearing you have. I can't hear you. Do you understand me? I can't. I'm deaf. I'm deaf. found a place. I think it's important that you stay here with us right now, Ruben. We're looking for a solution to this. Not this. I need you to wait for me, okay? You're in for me. You lose my heart. You're in for me, okay? You gotta wait for me. <laughs> Next review is the movie Sound of Metal, which actually came out in 2019, but was not eligible for the Oscars because it was released in early 2020. So the Oscars allowed it to be uh, basically resubmitted for this year. And Sound of Metal stars Riz Ahmed, Olivia Cook, and Paul Racy. Directed by Darius Martyr. It is about a heavy metal drummer's life being thrown into free fall when he begins to lose his hearing. Very simplistic explanation of what the movie is about, but the movie has many layers to it. And Riz Ahmed is just incredible in this movie uh, as Ruben. And the movie begins with Ruben... Uh, and his girlfriend, Lou, who are in a band together. And basically during the concert, Ruben begins to start getting some effects of hearing loss while he's the drummer. And the first night 
that they're at this venue and he has a little bit of it. He just kind of ignores it. Nothing happens. And then he, you know, wakes up next morning. They go through their routine. They, you know, they live in a Winnebago and he, you know, goes through his routine, making breakfast. And then they go to a record store and at the record store, he starts getting these loud noises or these loud, uh, prolonged, uh, distortion in his hearing, which starts to get his attention. And then at the next night when he performs, his hearing completely goes out. And even at that point, he thought, oh, well, it's going to come back. And it doesn't. And he goes and gets proper hearing tests from an ear doctor. And the doctor explains to him that his hearing loss is actually permanent. And that he's going to have to try to preserve the hearing that he has. Otherwise, he's going to go completely deaf. So Ruben, trying to find the easy alternative, says, well, what can I do to get my hearing back? And the doctor says, well, you've heard of cochlear implants. Something similar to that is what we can do for you. And Ruben assumes that this is going to be a be-all, end-all resolution to his problem and so he asks how much it is and the doctor tells him it's about eighty thousand dollars which for anybody including myself wouldn't be able to afford that because it's not covered under medical insurance so reuben one of his, the underlying storylines in this movie is he's trying to find a way to get that implant so that he can get back to the life with lou and their band who is rising in prominence in their field. So while Ruben is struggling with accepting his hearing loss, his girlfriend Lou finds this kind of like a commune or a deaf community that takes Ruben in to teach him how to live as a deaf person. And this is something that you've never really seen in film covered extremely as it was here before. And it is fascinating. Some of the processes and some of the things that they go through to teach someone that is newly deaf how to adapt to that environment. And it does. It gives you, you're kind of like the fly on the wall Uh, in this commune, you know, in this community, and Ruben begins to adapt to it. And this movie has many different layers to it, but that's just one of them. And the other thing with Ruben is he's a recovering addict. You know, whatever drug you put in front of him, he would take. But, you know, heroin was a big, he was a big user of heroin, cocaine, marijuana, everything, anything and everything he would take. And so when he was given this diagnosis, his girlfriend Lou was very concerned he would relapse and use his addictions as a crutch to coping with the loss of his hearing. And of course, this, you know, community that he joins really helps prevent him from going to that extreme. 
And he learns some new skills along the way and things that he never knew that he could do on his own. And the movie is very well made. I mean, it is incredibly uplifting. It is, you know, sad in some parts. Um, but really, you know, Reuben is trying to hold on to a, his old life while discovering that life is moving on without him in his current state. So it is a very good movie, very well executed, very well made, very well written. Definitely one of my top, I would say definitely top five in the eight uh, movies that are nominated. It is an incredible performance, uh, you know, and I would love to see some Oscar wins for this movie. And there are some very strong performances against it tonight, uh, which we will be talking about right after this message. Um, but before I go there, uh, Sound of Metal, three and a half out of four stars on Amazon Prime right now. It's also available in theaters. I know the Alamo Draft House here in Loudoun is playing it as well. Go see it. It's an excellent movie. So after reviewing two of the Best Picture nominees this year on this podcast, we're going to go over some categories that the Oscars have for tonight. We are going to skip over um, documentary and short film just really because I haven't seen them yet and uh, really would like to see them before uh, making a review on those. Um, but we'll start with Best Sound, which is a great category. Uh, and I'm just going to name the movies that are nominated for it. News of the World, Soul, Sound of Metal, Mank, and Greyhound which I've seen all these movies and sound is an in integral part of any movie, but I believe sound of metal hands down will win this nomination uh, and get an Oscar win because sound is almost an additional actor in this film because it shows the process of when the main character Ruben loses his hearing what he goes through and how he learns to adapt to his new way of life. And as they say, you know, hearing loss is not a disability. It's only a different way of doing things. So um, Sound of Metal definitely will win that. Um, best production design is Tenant, Mank. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, The Father, and News of the World. I'm thinking Ma Rainey is probably going to have a little bit of an edge in this category, but Mank might win because Hollywood loves to award movies about themselves. Tenant is another strong uh, contender in this category and News of the World, uh, but I think Ma Rainey is going to take Best Production Design. Best Film Editing. Sound of Metal, Promising Young Woman, The Father, The Trial of the Chicago 7, and Nomadland. I believe uh, Sound of Metal should win for this, but I would not be surprised if Nomadland ends up winning for this, even though I think 
as far as editing is concerned, I think Sound of Metal just is a little bit crisper in its transitions than Nomadland is. Best costume design, Pinocchio, Mank, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Emma, and Mulan. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is the front runner in this category, but don't be surprised if Mank steals that as well. But I think Ma Rainey is the leading contender in that category. Best makeup and hairstyling, Pinocchio, Mank, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Emma, and Hillbilly Elegy, the crazy, horribly reviewed movie that Ron Howard directed and Glenn Close is nominated for. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, again, I believe, is the lead in this category. Mank, a close second. Roberto Benigni in another Pinocchio movie. Seems to always be nominated. Best Cinematography. Mank, Judas and the Black Messiah, The Trial of the Chicago 7, Nomadland, and News of the World. Nomadland, I think, was beautifully shot. Great scenery in this film through the West, the Arizona, and Nevada deserts really puts you in in the movie and what it's like to live as a nomad. So I think Nomadland's got that one won. Best original score. The Five Bloods, Mank, Minari, Soul, News of the World. I think uh, Soul has got this one. And Trent Reznor, I believe that'll be his second uh, Oscar. And John Baptiste, that'll be his first. Best visual effects. Tenant, The Midnight Sky, The One and Only Ivan, Love and Monsters, and Mulan. I believe Tenant far and above everyone else in that category. Best adapted screenplay. One Night in Miami, The Father, The White Tiger, Nomadland and Borat's subsequent movie film. A lot of people give the edge to the father in this one, um, but don't be surprised if Nomadland steals that. Best original screenplay is Sound of Metal, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Judas and the Black Messiah, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. I believe Sound of Metal is going to win for this, uh, but don't be surprised if Chicago 7 Steals this one, uh, but I think Sound of Metal's got that one. Best Supporting Actor, great category. Paul Racy, Sound of Metal. Sasha Baron Cohen, The Trial of the Chicago 7. Lakeith Stanfield, Judas and the Black Messiah. Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami. And Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah. And I do think, like many others, that Daniel Kaluuya deserved to be lead actor, not supporting actor in this category. I think the people submitting the actors for Judas and the Black Messiah made a mistake here. And it could very well cost Daniel Kaluuya his Oscar, which I think he is the front runner in this category. But Paul Racy does an incredibly career-defining performance in Sound of Metal. And Sasha Baron Cohen, a lot of people like him too, but 
I think Daniel Kaluuya right now is the front runner, but do not be surprised if Paul Racy pulls out the upset in this category for a tremendous performance in Sound of Metal. Best Director, Thomas Vinterberg, Another Round, David Fincher, Mank, Chloe Zhao, Nomadland, Emerald Fennell, Promising Young Woman, and Lee Isaac Chung, Minari. I think Chloe Zhao's got this one. Um, you know, I think uh, Aaron Sorkin should have been up for the trial of the Chicago 7, but he wasn't. Um, but don't be surprised if Lee Isaac Chung takes it from Minari also. But those are probably your two front runners in this category, but I think Chloe Zhao is going to win an Oscar. And set uh, for the first time, I'm a, I'm a minority woman winning the Oscar. So tremendous accomplishment if she does that. Best documentary, not I'm gonna you know pass that. Best animated feature, Wolf Walkers, Onward, Soul, A Sean the Sheep movie, Over the Moon. I would say Soul, but Wolf Walkers is getting a lot of buzz right now. So don't be surprised if Wolf Walkers wins, but I'm going to think I'm going to give the edge to Soul at this point. Live action short film will pass that one as well. Best supporting actress, Amanda Seyfried, Mank, Olivia Coleman, The Father, Yoon Yoo Jung, Minari. Maria Bakalova, Borat Subsequent Movie Film, and Glenn Close, The Hillbilly Elegy. Um, Yu, Yoon Yu Jung, I believe, is the front runner for this category, but a lot of people are talking about Maria Bakalova winning for this for Borat. I think Minari is going to take this prize with Yoon Yu Jung winning. Uh, Olivia Coleman has won an Oscar, she won it as a lead actress. Um, Amanda Seyfried, it's her first nomination, hopefully not her last. Glenn Close has been nominated, I believe, just around 13 times. I could be wrong, but she's been nominated a lot and she's never won. But I don't think she gets the sympathy vote for a horrendous movie there. So I would give it to you, Yoon Yu Jung. Best original song, which we're going to hear all five tonight on the Oscar broadcast. Hear My Voice, Celeste and Daniel Pemberton, Husavik, My Hometown, which is from, I believe, the Will Ferrell Netflix movie, Eurovision, I think is what it's called, um, uh, Fight for You by Her, Speak Now by Leslie Odom Jr., and Lo See or Seen by Laura Pausini and da Diane Warren. Right now, um, Husavik, my hometown, is the front runner for this category. But I would love to see Speak Now by Leslie Odom Jr. win for Best Original Song. Okay, and next one is Best Actress. This is a tough one. Andrew Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman. 
Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman, Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Frances McDormand for Nomadland. Frances McDormand was the frontrunner for a long time in this category, but is slowly eroding in popularity. She is still picking up some awards and some wins. Um, but Viola Davis is getting some buzz as well as Carrie Mulligan. I mean, it is a three woman race at this point between Carrie Mulligan, Viola Davis, and Frances McDormand. I think Viola Davis is probably going to end up winning her second Oscar for this film. Uh, but don't be surprised if Carrie Mulligan pulls off the upset here. Best actor, another great category. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, The Father, Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Staveri Yoon for Minari, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom in a career-defining performance, and Gary Oldman for Mank. Chadwick Boseman, and, you know, I've seen every, I haven't seen The Father or Minari, but, I, you know, Riz Ahmed was phenomenal in sound of metal in any other year i think he could sneak off the upset but i think chadwick boseman is definitely the front runner here but again riz ahmed is, is going to be in the conversation here until we hear who wins best actor so i think chadwick boseman's going to pull it off from my rainy's black bottom at this point and finally best picture eight nominees this year I've seen five of the eight. I still need to see Minari, Promising Young Woman, and The Father. But here are your nominees. Sound of Metal, Mank, Minari, Promising Young Woman, The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, The Trial of the Chicago Seven, Nomadland. I would love to see The Trial of the Chicago 7 take this. I think it's the best film that I've seen. You know, I haven't seen the other three, so I've got to give those three a chance before I do my final ranking of all eight films. But The Trial of the Chicago 7 was so good and so well executed. Uh, Nomadland was good, but I just, again, the likability and... You know, it just doesn't check off all those boxes for a Best Picture winner for me. Um, Sound of Metal would be amazing if that won, but I just I don't think it will. It hasn't won any other award yet. Uh, it might have won a few early on. Um, so I'm thinking Nomadland's going to take it, but don't be surprised if The Trial of the Chicago 7 or Sound of Metal you know, make some noise in that category. So the Oscars premiere in a little more than an hour uh, at 8 p.m. on Sunday, April 25th. Uh, they'll be on ABC. It's going to be a different broadcast this year, more of a virtual feel of a broadcast, but they are, they are going to have actors in socially distanced um, places. There's two locations they're holding uh, the Oscars this year in Los Angeles, the Dolby Theater, and I believe there's one other location. But there is no host this year, so it's just all presenters. And Steven Soderbergh is producing the award show this year, and he 
has said it is going to be like a movie, whatever that means. So check it out tonight, ABC, 8 o'clock.